0: Today's episode of The Juice features wife, mom, and USA Today best-selling suspense author Kate Hollihan. Kate is the author of five amazing books. I'm so excited to be sitting down with her today. Hi, Kate. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. So. Um, I usually play a game before we get started. Okay, Are you ready. Start? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, I like it. Don't leave me in suspense. She's like, let's go. <laughs> I have to leave you in suspense. You're, all, you're a suspense author. Um, okay, so what we're going to do is Linda's going to set the s- clock for one minute. Okay. I'm going to ask you rapid fire questions. You're going to answer them as fast as you can. If you answer all of them, I'm okay. going to make a donation to your favorite charity. Awesome. Okay, so you want to win. Okay. <laughs> all right. So tell me when you're ready. Okay. John Grisham or Tom Clancy? Tom Clancy. Hardcover or Kindle? Hardcover. Dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Singing or dancing? Singing. Suburbs or city? Suburbs. Work hard or play hard? Both. <laughs> I like that. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Netflix or YouTube? Oh, geez, uh, Netflix. Um, high tech or low tech? High tech. Mansion in the Burbs or Cabin in the Mountains?
1: Oh, I like Mansion in the Burbs. Okay. I mean
0: people. Tattoos or piercings? Uh, tattoos. Favorite season? Uh, summer. Chanel or Gucci? Ooh, uh, Gucci. Gucci. New York Times or New York Post? New York Times. Tent or RV? Uh, ooh, RV. <laughs> laundry or dishes? Uh, laundry. Android or iPhone? iPhone. Hard shell tacos or soft shell tacos? Soft shell. Spend or save? Uh, spend. <laughs> <laughs> favorite feature? Uh, favorite feature of mo- movie? Nope, you. Oh, favorite, um, favorite feature? Uh, uh, my nose. Okay. <laughs> Coffee? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Driver or passenger? Uh, passenger. Morning person or night owl? Night owl. Favorite vegetable? Broccoli. Mac or PC? Uh, Mac. Biggest pet peeve? Uh, uh,
1: um, Oh, geez, when my my kids are annoying me. Okay. (laughs) 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 Um, Green juice. Okay. Favorite movie? Um,
0: uh, Sleepless in Seattle. (laughs) Rain or snow? Uh, Snow. Text or call? Uh, Text. Vacation or staycation? Uh, Oh, I like staycations. Superman or Batman? Uh, Batman. Introvert or extrovert? Both sweater, me too. Sweater or hoodie? Uh, Hoodie. Favorite president? Uh,
1: um, Obama.
0: You won. Okay. So before you leave, let Linda know who your favorite, uh, what your favorite charity is, and we'll make a donation. Center for Food Action. Center for Food Action. There you go. All right. So are you ready for the um, actual interview questions? Yes, I am. Okay. So feel free to help yourself to some of the juice. This is the Juice Podcast. Very cool. um, You got some green juice. I'm going to take a sip, and then we'll get started. Okay. What gets you up in the morning? What is your big why? Um, usually a deadline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have well, I have to get my
1: kids up in the night. I bring them to school, and then I have this uh, compressed time to write because I write when my kids are in school, and then I'm mom when I, you know, pick them up from school, and I'm mom until like eight thirty, and then I often sign back on. So yeah. that compressed time really means that I have to make use of. So ahead.
0: are they in full-day elementary school, or are they yes. in preschool? Okay, so, so i have seven and nine. So
1: it's a good six hours, but still,
0: you know, it uh, takes a,
1: a while when you're writing a chapter. You have to kind of get into the character and into the scene, and then...
0: Um, and if act. you're already in the book and writing it, is it easier to kind of slip back in than when you're first starting, or no, it's no matter what? It's I,
1: I definitely find it easier once I'm past the first act, because the first act is where you set everything up. And I do a lot of outlining, but okay. it's still, you're kind of still discovering things about your characters, you're going back and changing. By the time you get into the second act, you're really kind of there.
0: You're there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you started out as a journalist with a focus on research, stating the facts, and interviewing people. How and why did you make the transition to writing sus- suspense novels? Well, I, you know, I always
1: loved writing. Um, journalism was the way that I was sure I was going to get paid for it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I do love people. I love talking to people. and um, And so... I, I started actually writing for the record newspaper mm-hmm. in New Jersey when I was in high school. Oh, so you grew up here. Yeah, so okay. I did. I grew up in Teaneck, New Jersey okay. and um so started writing for them. Um still in high school. Every day after school, um, Wow. I even wrote I wrote obituaries, I wrote features, um, and then when I went into college I continued working for newspapers and so that's kinda how I got into it. And then I always wrote fiction on the side. Problem was it didn't really go anywhere because I was spending so much energy writing nonfiction right. that it was hard to kind of have um, the passion to, to really do it.
0: But I, I don't even know you well, but I would argue to say it actually did go somewhere. It was just a journey and that was right. the beginning of it. That's true. Yeah, so that's my take. Um, Good take. <laughs> <laughs> what motivates you and gets you in the creative zone that you can sit down and actually write? Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I think that as a suspense writer, you're always trying to tap into what are things that are in the zeitgeist that are making us nervous and kind of curious and, and maybe a little are a little unsettling, okay. and then trying to craft a story around that. So the one that I just sold, which uh, is not there yet, uh, it'll be coming out in 2020, but it's a uh, it was looking. Wait, into what's all it called? The- Oh, um, it's tentatively called Her Three Lives, but um, I have never had a title stay through my publisher. That's the marketing department usually. Okay. There so and, we'll
0: keep you posted on yeah. the next book. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, it was all about, I was kind of nervous about all the cameras around and now when we all have the Nest cams and we all have doorbell cams and you're just constantly like on camera and um, and then we also know that all of that information is being digitized and kind of stored about us and so I thought, well, I'm going to write a thriller in which um, this person outfits their house with all these security cameras, and then in kind of watching them and obsessively watching them because um, they were the victim of a break-in, uh, starts to think things that aren't quite true about the their loved ones.
0: And wow, so, that's cool. Yeah, so anxiety. <sighs> <laughs> so do you feel like you live in a heightened state a little bit? I think I do, but then I think writing is also my therapy, and that yeah. like
1: as I kind of... Um, it forces me to research what um, bothers me, like, a lot. And so by the time I'm done, I feel like at least I have a good understanding of it, which is calming.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, I'll keep myself heightened, and then I'll get through it, and then I'll go back to heightened right. for each book. and you kinda, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's funny. Um, what does a typical day look like for you? So I uh, get my kids off to school, and then usually I
1: write for six hours, and then I'm mom from... Wait, let's start before yeah. you get your kids off to school. So you wake up. Yeah, I I wake up. Uh, I try to have a cup of coffee. Really, it's just come on, nonchalantly. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> and you have two kids. I do. Okay, so it's just getting them off, and then I come back. Um, sometimes I guess walk the dog real quick, okay. have my coffee, and then I'm I'm writing. Okay, and I write usually for about six hours, um, and then I try and tear myself out of whatever scene I have. I'm in the middle of to uh, go pick up my kids. So it's great. You know, sometimes I'm in the drop-off lane and I'm in this state where I, you know, somebody just died in my book and I'm like, I'm thinking of all these things and at the same time I'm like, why won't this drop-off lane move? You know, and it's, like, it's not, it's not always the best, Yeah, yeah. you know, state of mind to go in. You're I'm not just, super zen. I'm not super zen when I do it. Um and yeah, and so then I'm, I'm with my kids until, you know, I put them to bed at like uh, 8.30. And then often I go back and I edit whatever I was working on. And so that's how I come i So you're shifting gears a, year.
0: a lot. Yes. And is that hard or is it kind of what um, you're used
1: to? I'm kind of used to it. I mean, it can be hard depending on the scene. You know, sometimes you write an emotional scene and my kids are like, what's wrong? And I'm like kind of tears like the imaginary character in
0: my head you know just. because it's almost like acting and like you take on I think it is
1: a bit I mean I think it's acting for um people with faces for radio I don't know yeah, <laughs> okay. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> that's self-deprecating of me but um you know I think that we do have to get into yeah, I didn't character. I didn't even catch that yeah come on you can't be saying that but but I think that it's yeah, you do have to really be seeing the world through your characters' eyes in order to um, to, to make them believable.
0: But is that the main character or all characters? You kind of have to shift into. Yeah, definitely all of your p- point of view characters.
1: Um, so, but I think even even your villains. You know, you have to kind of understand where they're coming from and what are what are the things that are driving their actions. And so. Um, you know, I think you have a lot of empathy for all your characters, and I guess that's really what actors are kind of pulling from, right? right. Is Their empathy for the person that they're playing.
0: Yeah, it sounds very similar. And yeah. you have a beautiful face, so don't say that. <laughs> um, where do you look for inspiration? Uh, well, you know, I think
1: I I try to I read a lot of um, of news articles. That's a maybe a holdover from the journalism. And so there's a lot there's of things lot that of I will, yeah, I will read and I'll go, you know, that's an interesting story. And then I kind of combine that with probably stuff that's dancing around in, um, you know, my subconscious. And
0: Yeah, know, I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense that you would go to the articles because there's a lot of crazy stuff out there yes, right now. Yes, absolutely. So achieving success as an author and writer seems very difficult. What's the most common reason that people fail or give up? I think it's because they give up. I
1: think that um, the main thing about being an author is, one, uh, you can't be sensitive to rejection because it's, I mean, it only takes one yes, but there's going to be a lot of no's before then because you, um, it, it takes a while to to be published. And every book, every author that's trying to be published is going up against people like me who have published a lot, of, you know, of several books and are also publishing our next book. So every house already has a stable And there's only kind of like a few new people that they're willing to try kind of every year, right? And so it takes a lot of rejection to kind of get that first, like, entry into the door.
0: I think we just had a guest on who was saying the same thing and he was in a different industry but also the entertainment industry and he was saying basically the same thing and it's also just experience. You have to keep going and keep going and keep going. Your door's not going to open tomorrow if you just started. It's going to take time so um, it makes a lot of sense that that's what you're saying as well. But it's hard to do that because
1: I know what it's like to write that first book and it's your you know, it's your creative baby and you think it's beautiful and then you put it out there and people are like, yeah, I just didn't get the character, you know, and it's always these kind of amorphous criticisms because, um you know you're not working with a publishing house yet so they're not getting paid to give you detailed criticism
0: yeah so you're like just feeling yeah so it's kind of it can be a little demoralizing
1: and it's hard to then and also I think another way people get stuck is they keep going back and torturing that same book right and a lot of times just start over yeah just write another book
0: I feel like that's very similar in a lot of industries, and the same thing can be said for a lot of industries, but yours is a more public one, um, or the entertainment industry, but you, you kind of hear the criticism, and then that's defeating, and then you're done, and you're right. like spinning your wheels over and over again, but if you just keep going, so I think the takeaway is keep going, you guys got this. Um, what are some of your favorite wellness tips and, or regimens? That's it. Um,
1: Well, I'm trying to be better about drinking water.
0: I was one of those people that did not like the
1: taste of water, which is an awful (laughs) thing for a human being. But, um, you know, I think that uh, drinking a lot of water has become important. I go to Jumafit and I'm getting into running. So that's been great. And um, I also have been trying to work out with some weights. Nice. So I feel like uh, I'm one of those people that hate hate working out but then when I do it I finally I realize how good it makes yeah. me feel I just have to kind of kick myself in
0: well, I love this it. because we have a lot of people who are you know far along on their wellness journey that our guests here yeah. and a lot of our viewers and listeners aren't as far along so yes it's I'm not far along <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's great to have someone who's more approachable and you know sort of where they are and see like just the baby steps of the, just the water it's the simplest things just get started with something um, so it's all about gratitude. What is one thing that you're grateful for right now? I'm
1: definitely grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for uh, my husband, who I think uh, is helps me protect my writing time. Sometimes That's great. that means you need that. that person. Yeah, definitely need that person. Um, and you know, I'm I'm grateful uh, for the editors that I've come in contact with. Um, the ones that uh, were at my former publishing house, uh, Crooked Lane, and I'm looking forward to. Uh, to the ones at Grand Central, because they do make my writing better, even if sometimes what they say, you know, makes me feel dead inside. It does. <laughs> it, it, makes
0: me, it makes my I writing bet better. Yeah, it makes you better at your profession. Yes. But it's also hard to hear. Some, yes. Yeah. Um, so these videos are all about sharing. What is your number one tip for the viewers to live their best lives? Um, well, I'm still working on living my best life, but I think... Uh, You know,
1: I think taking time for yourself is important. And it took me a long time, and I'm still struggling with that, is to when do you say, I need to do this for me and my mental well-being. And, you know, sometimes for me, it's even taking the time to think because you have to, like, actually think before you write. But sometimes because that doesn't produce words on a page, I don't feel that um, I've justified my day,
0: you know? I think that's a great one. I am – when I was switching careers, Mm -hmm. I spent – a, about a year kind of just doing nothing, meditating, walking, and it was so painful because you're not checking things off a list. Like, I got this done, I got that done, and now I know I'm closer to this. But some of the best things come to us in our quiet moments. Right. So I think I give you a lot of credit for that because it's hard to do. It is, and I'm still, as I said, I'm still learning to do it. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's always a work in progress. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to say about that? Or? Um no,
1: I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's just, it's just taking that time and, and enforcing it. And sometimes yeah. that's, it's hard because, you know, who was it? Um, I think it was Margaret Atwood. I've been kind of taking these master classes as I've been walking my dog. And she said, you know, the, um, your, your worst enemy as a writer will have your favorite face on because it'll be your kids who you would gladly like. Yeah, but everything, right, everything aside for right, but everything aside for it'll be your husband yes, who like wants to spend funny. time with you, or your friends who want to hang out, and so it's kind of learning to say no, I have to do this for, for me and my career.
0: And, and what gets you there? How do you learn to say that? Because I'm sure that's an evolution. At times you weren't feeling fully comfortable doing that, and now you're probably, as your success has grown, you're probably feeling more comfortable.
1: Yes, I mean, but it, it is hard. My kids still think that the books kind of magically appear, and I don't think they realize that I write, they don't see where the writing yeah. happens. And so sometimes I have to remind them and say, you know, I know I don't go to an office, And that I'm here for you all the time, but pretend
0: I'm not here. Yeah, it's so hard. I work from home, too, so it's so hard for them. Yeah. Um, When you're in a slump, professionally or personally, what are some things you do to get out of it?
1: Oh, um, other than cry and feel sorry for myself. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You're
0: like, other than put a blanket over my head and never get out of bed. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I think, one, I don't believe in writer's block. So whenever I'm in a slump writing, I just start to write something else. And okay. I, I just feel that... Shift gears. Yeah, just shift gears because that, um, you know, I I think it's important for me, the routine of it, that I write every day. And so I don't ever want to get into a position where I'm sitting at a computer going, and I'm out of practice of kind of forcing myself to write every day. So, yeah, and sometimes it's awful. And the next day I throw it out and go, that is not a chapter anyone's going to yeah. want to read.
0: But I think you the kept doing going. of it. Yep. Yeah. And you're staying consistent and on point with what you're doing. Yeah. What does success mean or look like to you?
1: Oh well, I mean, in in my dream of success, uh, you know, every book that I would write would hit the New York Times bestseller list, and I'd have um, all of them optioned as movies.
0: <laughs> but, oh, so, so you must be pretty hard on yourself. Right,
1: I am. So that's a uh, you know that's the end. Um, that's what I would hope at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but I also have, I'm trying to learn to be patient with myself because I have to, I go to these conferences and, you know, you, you will hear um, these great authors like Harlan Coben, who's mm-hmm. another Bergen County guy yeah. who will say, you know, he had written seven books and they had done well. Right. But before he had his real breakout where he became like a household name and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, and yeah, I have to kind of, those stories are great when they share them because it just reminds you that it's a journey and a process. And it's and for every author who comes out and it's like you know De- Delia Owens with the Crawdads and it's like her debut book and it's been on the bestseller list for like two years. You know, um, there's a lot of other people who, uh, you know,
0: kind of did it um, like a ladder. And, and there are a lot of people who don't get published. That's true too. But and I think it's like a marathon, not a sprint. Yes and we're so used to wanting it all to happen so fast, but could you, you have five published books. Three of them right. are right here, so go buy some or get yeah. them on Kindle and check them out. But like, you gotta give yourself some credit. Yeah, I think um, I'm learning to do that too. Good. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's all a process. If you could give your former self one piece of advice that you wish you knew then, what would it be? Um,
1: let's see. Um, Well, I think, one, I would, uh, yeah, I would definitely be like, it'll happen, so maybe don't save all those rejection letters. Um,
0: (laughs) Please don't save those rejection letters. Don't save the
1: rejection letters. All those people that are like, I have a binder of the 60 rejection letters. I'm like, why would you do this? Yes, shred (laughs) them. Shred them. Yeah, and maybe believe in myself a little bit more than, I think I definitely had more days in the beginning where I would go, oh my goodness, was this the biggest mistake that I've ever made to leave journalism, right? And...
0: Yeah, so knowing that this is your purpose and trusting the process with it, I yes. think that's really important. Who's been the biggest influence in your life and why?
1: Oh well, uh, my grandfather was a journalist, and so he was—he was the one who really kind of showed me that you could you could make a living writing, and also that writing was a bit of a calling. And so if you were a writer. Well, you were stuck with it anyway, so you might as well just do, <laughs> do it. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I really learned a lot from from him about kind of following your passions and just trusting that if you do that, um, eventually you'll find a way to survive and be happy. So don't kind of look at it as, um, you know, how am I going to make it as a writer? When he started out, he, my grandfather, Jim Hollihan, was um, the publisher of Aviation International News, which is in Midland Park, and he... Um, But, you know, he had started off, like, I think getting paid, like, 25 cents for articles or, you know, and uh, at the time when he married my grandmother, uh, she was a secretary on Wall Street and made more money than he did. And then she had um, the first kid and he's, like, you know, getting paid a couple, you know, $15 a month or, you know, something crazy. Right? And he kept at it and ultimately ended up publishing his own magazine and and doing well. And uh, they live in... Well, they lived in. Well, my grandmother still
0: lives in Saddle River. My, my grandfather's passed, but so yeah. So I think he's that was a big influence. So I think that goes back to what you were saying in the last question, which is trusting your intuition, trusting the process, knowing what's inside of you, and going with that. That I mean, that's what the takeaway from the second the question before and this question seems to be. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think that's really important. So I know you said you're taking some master classes. I am. What are some it. of your favorite books, podcasts or tools that have supported you on your journey? Oh well, sure. Well I um it's funny, yeah, I don't wanna do a big plug for master
1: but I I have enjoyed them because I will say I don't think it's if you're a writer and you're like, I'm going to listen to um, you know, James Patterson, I'm gonna be the next James Patterson. Well, maybe, but that's not really what they're for. I think it's interesting learning someone else's process mm-hmm. and also some of the trials that they went through because it just makes you feel not so alone. alone yeah. So exactly. um, Shonda Rhimes did a, an amazing one where she uh, was kind of demystifying how you how she became a Hollywood screenwriter and now, of course, you know does everything Net- Grey's yeah, Anatomy and um, what Scandal and I mean so many of them. Yeah. Right? And so, but it was just interesting, kind of hearing. Other writers' processes and, and what they think about. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, I also, for beginning writers, I love conferences. I think that's the only way to really meet an agent. Blind, it's like, you know, it's like anything. Like it's sometimes it's who you know. and of course. If networking. You, yeah, it's networking. If you just sit there and go, oh, I'm going to just, you know, blanket every agent and I don't know anyone with my book and query letter, everyone goes, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Right? You better have, like, some magic on your page. Yeah. And so
0: anyway. How about podcasts or books not relating to writing, but just whether it's wellness or self-development or self-improvement? Do you do any of those? Uh, not, really? not so much. Okay. I mean, I do listen to True Crime, which is not self-improvement at all. It's <laughs> I just I like a that. guilty pleasure. Okay. Well, <laughs> but guilty, guilty pleasure, pleasures are important in our lives, and that's self-care. Yes. So she's taking care of herself. Yeah. Um, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't or Uh, that you'd like to share? Balancing work, life, family, anything? Uh, no. In fact, I'm going to listen to your podcast to see how other people do it. I think I could use some (laughs) tips. I think you're doing pretty great. I mean, it sounds like you got your kids under your control, you're good with your husband, and you have these books. Yes. So So if people wanted to... Find your books or learn more about you. What would be the best way for the viewers to contact you? Oh, sure. Well, I have a website, uh, KateHolahan.com. That's
1: C-A-T-E-H-O-L-A-H-A-N.com. And uh, I also have an Amazon, you know, author page uh, with all my books. And, yeah,
0: so those are some And the best follow ones. her on Instagram. What's what oh, your right. handle? Kate Holahan. Perfect. Yeah. So... Um, Thank you so much for being here. You didn't drink any of your juice. Um, Have a sip. Let's yes, go. Tough, tough, tough well, enough. cheers. And then I don't want to spill cheers. it, but cheers. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.